the Sports Connection. I'm Williamson County Schools Athletic Director Darren Joins. As always, alongside me, my co-host, Tate Matthews. Tate, big games in week five. Ooh, big, big games. Lots of region implications. Lots of region implications. You were very proud of your picks, I know, so I'm sure we'll get to that. But yeah, man, Woo! never a dull moment, right? And they're all going to seem big now, right? Everything's wide open now. All right, before we get started with those football games, which I know we're excited to talk about, let's talk about some fall sports. We'll start with cross country. Tate, I thought I was impressed by this. Independence Girls won the Southern Showcase in Huntsville, Alabama. But here's what really impressed me. Uh, there's a sophomore, Julia Halterman. She had a time of 1926, which is the sixth fastest in school history. There's been some good cross-country runners in Independence. Uh, absolutely there have been. So I was really impressed by that. And here's something that was kind of odd. Uh, it may qualify as a nugget, by the way. Jim. Is it a gym or Joins gyms. Joins gyms. It, it, it qualifies as something. Uh, Independence Poise, for the first time in school history, had four runners come in at 1630 and under. Now you think about that. Four guys, 1630 and under. But here's what I thought was interesting. Also had the sixth fastest time in school history on the boys' side. That was Preston Hansley. He had a time of 1611. Very strong. That is definitely a nugget. That's a gem. That's a joints gem. Or a nugget. Either one. A nugget. I like it. Uh, Franklin boys finished sixth. And the girls, we're getting a little knock on the window from the producer here. <laughs> finished sixth and the girls 11th at the Trinity Invite in Louisville, Kentucky. In soccer, the Battle of the Woods on Thursday night was Brentwood, a 2-0 winner over Ravenwood. Franklin had a big district win over Summit, 2-0. And here's something I thought was, was really says something a lot about the soccer uh, in our area. Centennial, really not known as a power. They go take on Rossview and they win 10-4. Yep. Even though they lose some... Is it matches, it matches, games? Match, yes. Friendlies? Match. That's an exhibition, by the way. Correct. Friendly, friendly yeah. It's like a scrimmage. Actually, I talked, play to day. I talked to Coach Burgoyne about this. He says, did we talk about this before on air? About a friendly? No, about a match or a game. He, said, he says, no, you, no, we did people not. that you call it football, this. you know, the proper name, they would call it a match. It's football. Okay. Uh, they call it a match. Southern right. accent. It's just That's right. my accent threw that off. All right, let's talk volleyball. Brentwood, a three sets to one winner over Summit. And Coach Riker has to be pretty pleased with that performance. You never, you know, you don't want to, want to lose, but to win that first set against Brentwood, have them up the ro against the ropes a little bit, he had to be pretty pleased, wouldn't you think? I think so. Uh, I think they're all just beating their head. Every time they were closing the gap, we're closing the gap, and then – Brentwood pulls out the win again, you know. So, uh, yeah, I know he's very proud of it because that's the best team in the state. But I know he also wants to get that, that overall win in that volleyball match. Which is tough to do. Tough to do. Ravenwood had a three-set zero win over Franklin. And then Nolensville, a big five-set win at Hillsboro. So, congratulations to the Lady Knights. Now, recaps of our games. Let's start with the Battle of the Woods. Game day was there. Uh, talk about that, because you have more experience with this game day thing than I do. So I, I've been to three, right, at Franklin, where I was sort of a guest host, I guess, last year. No, you were. And then Fairview this year, now Brentwood, Ravenwood, Battle of the Woods. Talk about how that ranks in terms of game day performance by the Brentwood faithful. I thought they brought it. I thought they did a great job. It was definitely the best game day crowd we've ever had at Brentwood High School, without a doubt. And um, here's what I thought. We were getting ready to talk about it off, off air. Uh, the available seating that they had, they don't have quite as much as they do at Ravenwood on that 
on that home side. But the available seating that they had, it was full. They were all in their white, it was a white out. They were all in their white shirts. They were loud. They were rowdy. And uh, so I thought they brought it, man. I, I thought, to, you know, last time we were there, the Raptor Nation was across the stands chanting, we can't hear you to them at their own place. So that definitely didn't happen no, this time. I thought happen. they brought it. The only time I was a little disappointed was when Coach Daniels came up because the last time he came up, they gave him the business. I mean, <laughs> even he was kind of like, geez, I think he said that. He goes, they don't like me. No, they don't. But then I figured out what they were doing. I turned around thinking, gosh, they're not. And the entire student section, Bruin Nation, had their back turned to him because he was irrelevant to them. I thought that was pretty good. Didn't even give him the respect to notice him. Didn't even notice him. Didn't even know he was up there. They thought it was a break. So uh, I thought that was pretty good. Even, you know, again, uh, Coach Daniels was, you know, he's so great at that, man. He, he, um, he, he that even caught him off guard. But I, I thought they brought it. I thought it was awesome. And the other thing, I know that, and you know what, TAA gets uh, the, they get the criticism for this. It's not the TWSAA, it's the NFHS. The other thing I loved is Ravenwood wore the black jerseys, black pants. Brentwood wore the royal blue. I love that, man. I think that's awesome. So talk about that rule, about what happens It's there. very cool. So the away team has to wear uh, their, their, their whites, correct? So um, if they don't, they get flagged no matter what. So Coach Daniels got flagged at the beginning of the game, 15 yard. It's up to Coach Crawford whether to decline it or not. And obviously he declined it, and they go on about their way. Now the other cool thing about that, though, is, is now that's one 15-yard on the sideline. If there was another one, if there's another sideline penalty, Coach Daniels would have to leave the game. Even though the penalty wasn't accepted. Even though the penalty wasn't Has accepted. nothing to do with it. Has nothing hey, to do with it. Hey, how did this start, by the way? You're but I love that, man. Didn't you think that looked cool? Yeah, it looked cool. Well, I mean, they do that. So, will they, they make that agreement when they play at, at, at Ravenwood? Because I haven't seen that game at Ravenwood. Um, it's, it's between the two of them. I think, I don't want to speak for him. I think Coach Crawford likes wearing his whites. But, um, yeah, they would. I know he would. Uh, the, Crawford did it a couple years ago with, with Dr. Defense. And, and um, so, I, I don't know. I, I think you would see Brentwood wear the whites, but I think that's cool that they did that. I loved it. I thought it, the atmosphere was already awesome, uh, uh, you know, and then we, we were talking before. I was kind of kidding, but I wasn't. The guru was there, Murphy Fair. Craiger was there. Tommy K was in the house. Tommy K was there <laughs> and uh, tweeting, they do it big here or it's just different or something like that. He knows. The reason was is everybody knew that was the game of the week last Friday and um, – so then we got to the picks, and um, the game was played. It did not disappoint. So last thing about the uniforms, I, I wanted to ask you, because obviously you're sort of a uniform expert. Why is it the opposite in basketball? I don't know. I've, I've never understood that. And, and soccer used to be like basketball, and then they just changed it. What, last year? It uh, used to be white was at home, and then uh, dark was on the road, and now they flip-flopped it. I don't know. I mean, it's got, I don't know. Um, but I like, I get it in basketball, but I, I wouldn't want the white to be home in football. Would you? I think that, but you know, Just I look back I'm used at, to it. You, you look back at some of the old pictures, man, Vanderbilt and, uh, Vanderbilt and Tennessee. Vanderbilt used to wear their gold jerseys and Tennessee right. wore the orange. I, not good for the uniform business because you want everybody to have to buy a white, but. I believe Vandy had cool. the gold on. Back in the Witt, Taylor, Wayman, Bugs days, 82 victory. They probably did. Was that 82? The last time they beat uh, Alabama? No, Probably. I'm talking Vandy, oh, Tennessee. Tennessee. 
No. Which not. might have been the same year, right? I, I know they've beaten them since, but I think they oh, had to yeah. go. I just have a probably picture did. in my mind from my childhood. By the way, this will probably all get cut out, <laughs> as it should. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I thought it was cool, man. The whole atmosphere was awesome. And then I tell you the other thing, too. I had, you know, you see them. Uh, Brentwood's bigger than I thought they were. Ravenwood's bigger than I thought they were. There's a lot of there's a lot of big time players out there. Front no front. doubt, you know, and you hear people talking upset and maybe, but that was according to the state rankings number three versus number seven. I mean, to me, that's no upset. No, and, and, well, I think we talked about that on game day. Like, you know, you hate to call it technically it's an upset. Technically, but it's not like you know this isn't like. Uh, uh, Georgia State beating UT here. This is two really good football teams. And at the beginning of the year, you know, we, we talked about that. Like, I'm not so sure who the who the better team is. And, and then Ravenwood has just been on such a tear. But the thing that I thought was neat was, you know, we knew that. That's, it just goes back to say, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. It's just different here, man. You know, you got a, you got a team that's nationally recognized. And they allow a guy to catch seven touchdowns. And we talked about that. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you what's not going to happen. We, Ron Crawford is not going to happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. And um, anyway, so I, I think Coach Daniels and his staff's a great staff, and, and obviously Coach Crawford and his staff's a great staff. And, um, you know. and they'll play again. Oh, they're going to play again. Well, I don't know. Independence might have. Well, yeah, it depends on how it all right, works. Right. It, it's going to. There's a good chance. When are they going to play is the question, right, I think. Right, correct. I think they play again. Correct. Now, we talk about a lot of performances. Obviously, Cade Granzow, great game, 227 yards, one touchdown, passing, one rushing, which is pretty consistent with his year. Yes. Maybe the player of the game, though, Thomas Day. Well, he's pretty right? angry. Yeah. Big field goal there at the end of the half to put Brentwood up 9-7 because, really, at, at that game, it felt like Brentwood sort of dominated. Yeah. But it looked like they were going to be down 7-6 at the half. And then uh, Day comes up big. I believe that one was a 44-yarder. Oh, he's definitely a weapon, yeah. He's definitely a weapon. And, and that was the – we didn't get to that on uh, game day. It's funny you say that. But that was one thing I wanted to talk about in game day is, you know, Luke Akers, here he is, the UCLA commit. And um, you're thinking, well, when, you, when you're going down – you know, I always like to do that. You look at quarterback. Mm -hmm. And really, once you started looking at this game like that, then it's even less of an upset. Yeah, right, quarterback, who, who do you give the advantage to? I, I call that a draw. I mean, they're different, but both those guys, you know what I'm saying? Then you would, uh, uh, you would normally think that because he's going to UCLA that the kicking game would go to Ravenwood. Well, not necessarily, man. Thomas Day is going to be playing somewhere on Saturday. Their punter, Tabor Miller, He's the real deal. He's going to be playing somewhere on Saturday. So it really was so evenly matched. But, yeah, he's a weapon, man. And, and um, I guarantee you, I wasn't there, but I guarantee you Coach Crawford didn't even hesitate attempting a 44-yard. He, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, Bruin defense, talk about them only giving up 187 yards of total offense, which is saying something. Well, it's kind of like those Franklin-Brentwood games, Franklin-Centennial games. How much, I'm asking you as a coach, how much of that – uh, do you uh, contribute to the, these two teams just know each other so well? You know what I'm saying? I mean, one, Coach Crawford and them had to have had a great game plan. But I, I, I just think, like, there's just no surprises with these two. You think that's part I, I of it? I think it's part of it. And, I, and for some reason, those hotly contested rivalry games, it has a way of evening up yeah. the talent. I, I, I don't know. It just seems to do that. I agree. I agree. But, yes, the defense play. I mean, you know, we're talking – think about what you just asked. 
We're talking about a team that put 61 points up <laughs> seven days earlier against a multi-time state champion. I mean, that's think about it that way. <laughs> and who would have uh, the our pundit? Or pundits. I don't know if it's more than one guy. Sixteen point favorite. The pundit's gone. So we, uh, can we go back to the old pundit? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, obviously, not expecting a I don't, Brentwood. I don't know if you could hear me because it was so loud on <laughs> game day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little dig on our pundit. <laughs> the the fill-in pundit. Yeah, fill-in pundit. All right, let's move on here. Independence twenty-eight twenty-seven over Franklin in overtime. It was our WCTV. Game of the week. And, by the way, when Indy took the lead there in overtime, it's also our WCTV Play of the Week. You would think, I'm surprised that wasn't their first play out of the huddle um, when it started on the 10. But over the middle, once again, same play. That's Jackson yep. Campbell, and he catches it. Ethan Cash, Jackson Campbell, finally, Mr. Campbell able to get into the end zone. After their first turn in overtime, up 28 to 21, and there's that good wow. piece of work by Ethan Cash. Reed Kemp right on the money uh, defensively, but clean play by Campbell. Ethan Cash keeps making plays, man. Jackson Campbell, he's another guy. Uh, you know, we, we've been talking so much about Bishop because of the last two weeks, but he's been, this guy's been steady all year long, and uh, he's a playmaker, but Ethan Cash, man, I, you know, I don't know what else you can say about it. And what about Parker Hazard and Paul Brees on the call, man? <laughs> the legend Paul Brees. They bring it every week. I love I love looking forward to the play of the week just because I want to hear how excited Brees gets. And Coach Brees, one of our loyal listeners. Uh, or, or maybe watchers. The is he loyal. a viewer? Is he a viewer? I, no, I think he's more of a critic, man, because he oh. if, if he if if he disagrees with something. It airs, what, at 8.30 on Wednesday? I get a text about 8.34. <laughs> and you get corrected about something you did. Yes, about. yes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, hey, that's, that's, what, that's what you want to see, man, those kind of games. Um, and then big-time players making big-time plays, and that's what you just saw. And you feel bad for Coach Webb and Franklin. S switching quarterbacks, going back to Nichols, which I'm assuming uh, maybe caught Independence off guard at least initially. Mm -hmm. But it looked like it was going to work out. Looked like it was going to work out. Uh, had a chance. Uh, and then Independence, course, scoring there in overtime. Franklin scores and goes for two. Now, I, I know Coach will get criticized for that. I'm all about it. Underdog on the road. If you would have asked Coach Webb or anybody there at Franklin, I think if they would have said, we're going to have a two-point conversion to win the game, will you take it right now? I think everybody would have signed up for that. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And uh, I think it was the right thing to do. I, no doubt. I should have gone back and, and looked, but – have they scored 27 points in a game this year? Uh, the Seagull game, I, I don't know what they okay, scored there. Seagull, yeah. So no, I'm not sure. I think they, they, they scored a few that night. I but. get it. I mean, you know, hey, we need to go ahead. If we keep going possession for possession with them, more than likely this isn't going to end well for us. And it was a great play call, man. It really was. I mean, something tells me they knew if it got to that, that's what they were going to call. He's probably been sitting on that. That was, that was a beautiful play call. And then really another gutsy call. Fourth and seven on the touchdown in overtime, they run the ball. Yes, and got it in. With Guy Lipscomb. Guy Lipscomb. That guy does everything. In fact, uh, Lipscomb uh, had two interceptions. Yeah, he's so, an athlete, player. He's a player. Cash, 30 of 45, 340 yards and a touchdown. Again, those two interceptions, uh, both to Guy Lipscomb. All right, let's move on here. Centennial, 21 at Dixon County, seven. A little closer than I thought it would be. 
Uh, but Centennial getting over 500, as you talked about last week. Now they're on a streak. Two, on a streak. Two games in a row. Uh, first region win. And I'm telling you, Tate, just go ahead and circle it. Battle of Franklin, our next game day, that's going to determine the fourth playoff spot, in my opinion. I agree. And, and, and it's been like that for a couple years. And so it's going to be a uh, – that one's kind of like – it's like Brentwood Ravenwood, a little bit different this year as far as they're not playing for one and two. But I don't think you can ever put records um, into your process of, of who you're – Picking that game when it's Centennial and Franklin. So I can't wait. I think you're right. Um, and I think Dixon County's playing a little bit better than they were earlier in the year. So I wouldn't be too worried about that final score if you're a Centennial fan. They're playing better. They, they were Especially banged Especially defensively. That's right. And, and they, were, they were banged up earlier. But um, uh, the thing that I thought was awesome, you know, one of their leaders was out this week. And so Josh Forsey and Zop Pickens. Uh, they they pick up the, the, the slack in the running game combined for over 200 yards. Zah had two touchdowns, so you're always glad to see that and then uh, building a little bit of depth. But So this puts – what does this make Centennial? Are they, they're three, three and two. Three and two. One and two in the league with, with Franklin and Brentwood to end the season. I think if at the beginning of the season you told Coach Kreisky going into week six you're going to be three and two, I think he'd have taken that. Tough game, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit, but heading to a homecoming game against a non-league opponent at that. By the way, Dixon County, don't be staring at my notes. Dixon County, <laughs> how many points are they average? I'm not dogging Dixon. I just thought this was interesting. And you talked about they had a chance to win their last two games. They are averaging five points a game. Four points a game. Four points a game. <laughs> well, they until they beat McGavick 13-12, they hadn't scored a touchdown yet. If you have a starting guard in basketball getting four <laughs> points a game, that's not You're correct. mad. <laughs> They're not starting for you. Assuming he gets to play the whole game. <laughs> you know. Reese Glover had four points before he took his warm-up right. pants off. Before we got dressed. All right, here we go. Nolansville, 40 sleeper, snoozer, 43 nothing. Lawrence County, we talked about them being improved, but you said not that improved. Nope. Uh, they move, they're 2-0 in region play along with Marshall County. Uh, another game to circle, November 1st, last game of the season at Marshall County. That's going to determine the region title, you think? Without a doubt, and, and it should. And, but it's a little bit different this year. There's been times when that was going to decide it, but really Nolansville is trying to figure out if they can stay in this game. I don't, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think Nolansville is a big brother now. But, and, and here's the cool thing as we're starting to see this Nolansville thing uh, as this program grows. That's a game that should have been Popcorn City. We ought to go in, thump them, get the puppies in, Nobody gets hurt. Our big players ought to play well. But it doesn't always happen that way, right, because we're not mature enough. That, 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 that is exactly what that game should have looked like. And um, got, a lot, got to get a lot of people involved, got a lot of people to play. Gallardi played well, right? Uh, Kutras, over 100 receiving yards. I know you Touchdown, no flipping interceptions. Right? I'm disappointed in that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't think Lawrence County probably – he did have a fumble recovery. I, I bet the ball didn't even go in his vicinity. But got another touchdown. Uh, Pastilka had over uh, 80 yards rushing and had a touchdown. And then the kid, <laughs> the super, the diaper dandy, <laughs> Samson Johnson, a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Unreal. This is amazing. It really is. And I, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see what Coach Derrick did in the first quarter? Which I thought no. was great trying to show, hey, we're playing – to win here in the first quarter alone, went for two and had a successful onside kick. Oh, a little 
Well, Kevin Kelly. Hey, well, let me ask you. I know it's different now with Huddle and these different, you know, coaching software packages that people have. But I, I remember talking to uh, Roger Holmes when he was at Beach, and he would tell me he would run certain formations and certain plays so it would be on film. Without a doubt. Is, Coach the, is, the, is that something maybe he's doing, or is that we're up, we're, we're past that? Uh, it, no. I mean, this is a game you know you can probably win with taking some chances you wouldn't normally do. But but it also, and this this is a huddle thing too, might have been something that they saw. You know, they might have seen something where this is wide open, we might as well. And then it's a, a double threat. One, you get it, and then two, it's something they got to work on. You want to hear, hear my favorite <laughs> Roger Holmes quote? It's for it's suitable let's, for TV. Let's run the wing, yeah. Jay. Nope. <laughs> kid was uh, kid ran like an eight yard stop curl route, whatever. He catches it, and you know what's the thing you always heard your entire life? You catch it and you turn outside. Not this dumb dumb. He catches it and goes on inside. <laughs> boop boop. Holmes blows the whistle. He goes, boy, don't be going in there. Ain't nothing waiting on you in there but a headache. Run it again. That's my Roger Holmes quote. <laughs> Great coach, by the way. Yeah, great, winning great a lot guy. of games in Georgia. Yes, he yes he has. All right, what about uh, you know? I was going to mention this with Coach Derek. He, you know, we've got these veteran coaches in this league, Crawford, Webb, Boy, but we've got a couple of good young coaches now in this league too. Daniels yeah. and Derek are rising stars. You know, the thing I love about Derek is um, he's young, but he's not. It's not like he's in his twenties. Right. He's done it the way I think you ought to do it, man. He he he's been under good people. Um, you know, he coached and GA'd and, at, at Austin P. Then he came and he worked for Hester and he took – there were times, I know, there was times he could have had head coaching jobs and he didn't think he was quite ready. So he stayed with Hester and he kept learning. And he was ready to be a head coach. You know what I'm saying? And I think in a lot of days you see it all now, these, these young guys, um, you know, they don't want to go somewhere unless they can promise to be coordinator or whatever. It's not what I'd do. I'd go get with Ron Crawford or Donnie Webb or Scott Blade or whoever, and I'd learn. And um, so, anyways, I think he's taking the right path, and obviously he's doing a great job. Well, and some of those young coaches too. I mean, somebody has. I mean, this is not a football thing, obviously, but somebody has to sweep the floor, yeah, wash the uniforms, and you got to work your way up to being being the head coach. And he, had, like you said, he's really done it the right way. All right, moving on. Fairview, no surprise, thirty-four thirteen winner. Uh, over Sycamore, so they were on the road three straight games. They come back home. Now they're two and on the league. They'll go back on the road this week. But another big performance by some of those same names we keep hearing, right, Tate? Logan Nardozzi. This one took me a little bit off guard. Uh, 220 rushing yards, two touchdowns. That didn't take me off. 37 attempts, 37 carries. Uh, that tells me Sycamore was not going to get beat by Garrett Wooten them on the outside, but. Uh, that must have been a tough game. So I would love to see, you know, I wish we could take these guys from, you know, I'd like to put Logan Nardozzi at Ravenwood and see how he did. You know what I'm saying? I think that guy can play anywhere. And then uh, is just as impressive. Logan Parsons on the defensive side had 13 tackles. So he was every bit as active on the defensive side as Logan was. But um, big win. Sycamore played them better than I thought they would. But it um, doesn't matter. They still got – Fairview still the elite team in that region. Without a doubt. Summit, 38-7 win for old Sparty at Overton. Here maybe was a surprise, though. Andrew Pierce. Now, let's listen to Andrew's stats. 75 yards receiving, two touchdowns, 30 yards rushing, four carries, returned three kickoffs for 30 yards, and picked off a pass that also led to points. And it's his first year as a senior 
playing football. That's impressive. Did you know that about his first year? Did I did not. That? No, I did not know that. He doesn't play like it. No, <laughs> not at all. He, he's had some. He's had some big weeks. No, that was. Um, I, I was glad to see that again. That tells me the Summit teams, even though we got a sophomore quarterback and uh, you know one of our best skill guys is a sophomore. Uh, that that shows maturity right there. They should have got after them, and they did. I thought that game was a little worrisome because, you know, film don't lie, and Coach Coleman and um, Coach Melton and the staff can tell them, boy, you know, they're they're sitting there watching that, right? <laughs> they went up there and took care of business. So. But Nick Kutras. Nick Kutras hadn't been there in a long. And but Doug Mulliken. That's right. <laughs> they aren't walking through that door. Remember Doug? More, oh yes, more Nick Kuchers. <laughs> I'm buddies with Coach Mulliken, so I had to throw He's a, a great guy. He's a great, yeah, good yeah, coach yeah. too. And good coach he, too. Uh, to be fair, he didn't have Fruit Bell or Keith Davis and of Phil course. Hoard. Of course. Did you know I knew all those names? That's pretty strong. I, I don't know them, so. Yeah, they were, they you were, may have made them up. They, were the, they won the state championship, 82. Destin Wade, 163 yards, 113 passing, rushed for 50. Keaton Wade, 106 yards. And a score on just six carries. Six carries, that's right. It's pretty good average. Oh, uh, yeah. Those, I mean, they're dudes, man. I think they've Somewhere entered, between 30 and 40. They've entered, uh, <laughs> they've entered dude, they have. dude status. As sophomores. Yep. All right, this week's games. Let's get right to this week's games. Ravenwood, a much-needed buy this week. Brentwood, 4-1 and one, uh, versus CPA. Big win for CPA. Uh, it was a rematch of the state championship game last year, and it kind of went the same way. Uh, yep. Really dominated BGA, 28-0. Uh, don't think Brentwood will slip. You know, maybe they slipped a little bit against Henry. Nothing against Henry. Right. But I think Coach Crawford will have their attention this week in terms of saying, hey, two weeks ago, look what – let's let's take care of business. What are your thoughts about that? I agree. I think that that was their – for whatever reason, I think that was their hiccup. They're back playing well. Uh, they got a quarterback that, you know, that they can really ride and then – and uh, so, no, I don't think so. Plus, with it being CPA, so many of those kids know each other. Uh, it's going to be at home. I, I don't see any hiccup at all uh, of them not playing well. Now, CPA is obviously playing better. And uh, that was pretty neat. They were 0-4. And then they went out and they, they literally imposed their will on the Wild Kitties and uh, got a 28-0 victory. <laughs> Centennial, 3-2 and versus Shelbyville. Uh, a very good Shelbyville team. Only loss is to Page. Yeah. Right? And they're coming off a bye, too. So that's going to yep. be that, – that'll obviously have an impact. Centennial's on a roll. Got to make sure they're not looking ahead at the Battle of Franklin. Yeah. I, I think this is a, a scary game for Centennial because I think Shelbyville's really good. I think Coach Palmer does a great job. You got to remember now, uh, they were last second play away and two getting called back from beating Page. Right? So this is a game Centennial can win, but – it's going to be a dogfight. I think, I think it'll be a good game, but um, Shelbyville quality program. I, 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 gosh, if they could get to 4-2, and two, that'd be unbelievable. It really would. Fairview, 3-2, and two, going back on the road to take on Greenbrier, but this is not the Greenbrier of six, seven years ago, This right? isn't Kirk Williams' Greenbrier? No, no. So I don't, I don't think there'll be much resistance there. Franklin, 1-4, uh, taking on McGavick at McGavick, 0-5. It's a get-well game for the Rebels, i got a feeling. I think so, too. Going to be interested to see how they handle the uh, quarterback situation. I think maybe you're going to see both of them. But, you know, Coach Webb talked about it at the beginning of the season. The reason they put Guy there was to find ways to get him the ball. And you make this switch, 
you're still going to be getting them the ball. So, uh, you know, and then Joshua will have another week of, of playing quarterback. So I'm interested to see that. Yes, get well game. I'd like to see them go out and get like a 35 nothing win. Be great. Like All right, next up, Independence at Hendersonville. Independence on a four-game winning streak. The Commandos are two and three, but they've got some pretty good losses. Oh, yeah. Oakland, Beach, and a pretty darn good Lebanon team, too. Yes, and missed an extra point. That's what we, I'm trying to do a better job talking about the kickers, man. You sleep on that kicking game, it bit them in the tail. They, they missed an extra point. But, uh, yeah, they're pretty good. And you know what's funny, man? A lot of people, especially down here in Wilco, had quit playing the Hendersonville because they don't like seeing that wing tee. They run the traditional wing tee. You don't see it but once a year. And, man, it's hard to prep for it for one week. So, yeah, uh, this is a tough game. But, I, I, I mean, I, I tell you, I hate to jinx them. But uh, like I said, the, Coach Blade, obviously we got a guy who's got a state champ, two state championships under his belt, a runner-up under his belt. Uh, this might be the best coaching job he's done, man. I mean, I'm telling you, week one, the, the future was bleak. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they are playing really, really well. Playing well. Playing really well. All right, next up, Nolensville. Homecoming. A lot of homecoming games this yes. week. Four and zero, taking on a four and one Columbia Central team, and you know the only loss for Columbia Central, a closer than maybe we thought, game against Summit. So this will be a tough test for no one's. Victim. I think so too. I think it's their toughest test of the year, uh, but I really do. I think Ryan, uh, uh, Ryder Gillardi is the real deal, and uh, I think um, I think it's tough, but this is a game no one's should win. Page three and one, going to Giles County. Patriots should be rested up. Uh, Giles County, their only win was the opening week win over Lincoln County. Now, it's going to be seven degrees of Timmy Johnson, right? <laughs> uh, so, Lincoln County coached by? Tim Johnson. Who coached where locally? Franklin who and Booga. But who left Franklin for? Giles County. Yes, and he's back at Lincoln County, Giles County's where only he, win. Where he played. Yeah. Giles County's only win. Charles County's only win, but now they've got some. Don't let that one and three right. fool you. They're a scary one and three, kind of yeah. like Overton, right? Was for some scarier in my opinion. Giles has played a tough, tough schedule. I still think Page is the better football team. Giles, Giles has played a tough schedule. They, uh, I'll put it this way: East Nashville is on a tear. They've given up. They've had four shutouts out of five games. Uh, they've given up 15 points all season. All 15 of them were to Giles County. Wow, I did not know that. They're better than you think. Final game, another homecoming game. This one for Old Sparty, 5-0. We'll take on the visiting Vikings of Clarksville Northwest after a 3-0 start for Northwest. Back-to-back -back losses to Montgomery Central and Kenwood. This could be bad. <laughs> so in a good way for Williamson County. In a good way for the, the Sparty, Old Sparty. All right, let's talk Pickums. I'll, I'll put it this way. I wouldn't even show them film. I bet. I wouldn't even show them film this week. I'd work on Summit. So, Coach Coleman, if you're watching, Tate says don't show film. We'll see how that goes. It'll be too late by then. All right, let's, <laughs> let's talk about Pickums. Last week, undefeated. I'm back, baby. Oh, gosh. 6-0, and 28-7 for the year. You were 5-1. and You're 26-9 and for the year. Uh, Dr. Qualls, 5-1. and You guys missed the same game, as did the fans. Everybody missed one game. It was the Brentwood Ravenwood, except for me. Yep. Uh, they're also 28-7, so the fans and I are tied for first. This is unbelievable. Qualls would be third, right, because we're tied for first, and then you're fourth. I'm the caboose. Uh, fans, keep voting, by the way. We're getting more votes every week now. Go to Twitter, WCSCO, 
Athletics. Okay, very quickly, I know we're short on time. Our first game, Brentwood versus CPA. I'm going Bruins. I think the Bruins. Centennial Shelbyville, what say you, Mr. Matthews? You go first. No, I, that's why I went first on the first one. I'm going with Centennial. I'm going Kreisky and Centennial. Fairview, Greenbrier, I'm going Jeez. Fairview. Franklin McGavick. Franklin. And I, you picked Fairview, obviously. Indy at Hendersonville. Indy. Indy, I'm going Tougher Indy. Tougher than you think, though. Nolensville, Columbia Central. Nolo. I'm going Nolensville as well. We're, we're going to pick the same teams, by the way. Page versus – or at Giles County. Page. Page. Summit, Clarksville Northwest. Um, Popcorn City, man. Popcorn City. Give me Shelbyville. we got to change this up. I'm Shelbyville. Oh, you're going Shelbyville? Yep. Okay, let me find my little show. hope I'm wrong. All and, right. you know, I told Independence I wouldn't pick them again for the rest of the season. I hope I didn't just jinx them. <laughs> Tate, as always, great to be with you. Yeah, man. Thank you for joining us for Sports Connection. We'll see you next time.